This is Fusion Music Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our fascinating fun features and thematic song submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you. And I am Professor P. Soup, and I was born under a bad sign in a crossfire hurricane to boot. But I was born to boogie, and I was born to be alive, and that was 59 years ago. That's Ooh. right. This is my kind of sort of birthday show a month late, so it's like my birthday belated and Halloween show, and we might spooky. have a spooky or two for you tonight, so stay tuned and with a blanket and someone to cuddle with, uh, because it's uh, going to get chilling a little bit. And tell us, and who art thou? Well, I am the vocalist for the dark rock band Ascent. Hello, everyone. My name is Candy. Don't mind me. I know I told you to get lost, but I didn't mean it. I blame the blue sky mood. All I'm asking for is tomorrow night, because there's no escape from love when the veil is torn away. No! <laughs> now, of course, I'm the only one here who got that, except for maybe Hillrant. <laughs> He'll get it. He'll be the only person... That, those were all my song titles. Those are all. Uh, I know it's probably unbeknownst to you. You probably figure I'm uh, Christina's underling and just the co-host of the show. But I'm actually a recording artist, too. I used to be, anyway. And uh, those were all titles of my songs, because Christina is actually a fan. How That's about correct. that? That means she is a pea brain. And unlike the pejorative term pea brain of old, P-E-A brain, a pea brain is, being a pea brain is indicative of a... Of a higher intelligence, I think. Agreed. Know? So uh, that's a, that's a compliment. We're you call from a higher a, plane. When someone says you're a P brain, you know that you say, "Wait a second, is that P E A or is it P dash brain?" That, that's different. Yeah, that's it's a totally different thing. You have to clarify before I know whether or not to be offended. So yes, okay. So that was just for you in honor of your birthday show. That was stunning. It was really thrilling. I was like, "Where's she going to go next? What one's she going to pick?" <laughs> uh, so it's like it's as if I. We're somebody. It's like somebody. <laughs> Putting together a narrative from your song My titles. My song titles, yes. It made me feel like a real artist. It was amazing. You are a real artist. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can find Professor P. Soup on Reverb Nation. I have and about 60 out in circulation. That's a lot of yeah. songs. <laughs> Between collaborations right. like Opera Comique, like Malo Warriors, uh, and my own stuff, yeah, there's about 60 songs out there, and very few people have heard them all, and that's fine. <laughs> you, she has. I have. There are I've a couple of real oddities, like my Doors uh, parody. Oh, um, yes. I mean, Hillrand, he actually got it. I know it sounds like hell, but it's it's awesome to me. You, you know. are a rapper, yeah. and this motherfucker can rap. I mean, I. I pride myself on being able to rap a little, but holy shit, there's not small little words. These are these huge, gigantic 20-point words put into this clever narrative. So yeah, you have to check out Professor P. Soup on Reverb Nation. There are also a number of collaborations that he does with women, because he has a, an affinity, if you will, for female singers. So there's a number of those as well on an album called Tell Me a Story. I usually steer people to those first because they can actually sing. Um, and they turn my straw into gold. Uh, Diane Murray in particular just turns my totally straw songs into gold just with her voice. I listen to some of them and I actually weep. And it's like, it's not because of the song. I wrote the damn thing. It doesn't move me. But her voice. 
and there are eight ladies on this album from five different countries. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing I usually say. See, this validates me as an artist because people are actually willing to waste their time singing my songs, you know. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm feeling pretty good for that special honor you just gave me, and I'm sipping my coffee like, yeah, <laughs> doing the show like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? God help me. I actually like that song. Oh, I do. do I can't help it. I, it, it. And it sounds like her voice is auto-tuned, and she can actually sing, too. She can. But uh, the, I know she Miley can. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Miley Cyrus. Uh, this song is Party in the USA. I heard it, and I'm like, like, damn, why do I like this song? Because it's fun. Because, it, because it's fun, exactly. She is, um, there's a series of concerts, uh, Save Our State. Ages, and Miley Cyrus has lent her star power to that and played the whiskey like last night. Nice. Or the night before. One of those two nights. God, this is wonderful. First of all, even if she were Drake, God, I hate to even say it, but even if she were Drake and they did that, I would have to salute them. It'd be pretty amazing. It'd be pretty amazing. I mean, she is, she's legit, and uh, I think it's awesome of her to do that. So salute to Miley there. Yeah, too. artists are really banding together to save our stages. Yes. It's super important. Gotta save those stages. So... <sighs> I, I mean, I, we love going out to the shows. You love playing the shows. Yes. I would love to do that someday myself. But uh, we were working on that, talking about that, um, yep. grabbing a mic someplace and, and actually doing a little performing, uh, me, that is. And um, all this happened, so hopefully that will happen sometime. Well, the Velvet Fist and the Iron Glove has loosened up to let me uh, hijack the show and play all my songs and everything. You would not believe the amount of time this woman puts in on the show. And I am, I am, I'm absolute, I'm worthless. I'm a slug. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an absolute <laughs> sluggard. And uh, she carries me completely and everything. So she's paying the cost to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be the boss today. You are the boss. You are in charge. Yeah, you know what? If you, listeners, if you think we titter a lot like cackling hens on the show, it's worse in real life. It's so Trust much me. Worse. Off the air, it's much worse. That's all we do. You've never seen two people who laugh that much who are not clinical morons. Right, now, true. I mean, true. It, it, this is a lot of people's little trivia for you. We love to throw this lame-ass trivia at you. Uh, that's a, that used to be an actual psychological term. Morons, moron, idiot, and imbecile are psychological terms. They used to be, they're archaic now, but they used to be used. An idiot was a zero to 25. <laughs> right. This would be like your basic radio host, right? Okay. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this qualifies you for a radio host and not a lot else. Oh, uh, no. 26 to 50 IQ is uh, imbecile. Excellent. And 56 to 75 IQ is moron. So think about it. If you're like an idiot, you could really work hard and strive and become an imbecile <laughs> and so forth. Wouldn't wow. that be great? That's great. Anyway, Something to look forward to. It's time for you to take the show back, rescue uh, the show from the jaws of defeat and disaster, and uh, do a segment. So what is this bird banter about? Well, it's going to be crazy because this is songs most hated by the artists that perform them. So there's some uh, some probably some low-hanging fruit here where you'd say, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that song sucks ass, and of course you hate it, we hate it, get it. But then there's somewhere you go, oh, no. Oh, I, I, I know what? of one. I'm sure it's going to be on there, too. What do you mean? So it might break your heart. It might solidify your thoughts on the whole thing. But let's talk about these songs. Now, I will say again, David has no idea what these songs are or what these artists are. I like to keep him in the dark on some things because it's fun to get his visceral response to things. So... He has no idea. He just knew the topic. I'm, I'm, I'm Rain Man, folks. The whole show is one big <laughs> visceral response to me. So. so the first one is probably not going to be a surprise. Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin, hated by Robert Plant. 
I have never heard that in my life. I've been listening to Led Zeppelin before you were born. I've never heard that. He does not like the song. He does not want to perform the song. He's refused to perform the song for quite some time. By the way, I hate when artists tell you that shit. You well, know? <laughs> you're about to learn a lot more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, some I, some I know. Some I know. So, Kurt Cobain hated Smells Like Teen Spirit. Didn't know that either. Wow. Got tired of it. Thought it was just overhyped. And I think he also refused to play it. Wow. Pete Townsend hates Pinball Wizard. Oh, well, I have a little, yeah, I have a little insight into that because uh, the liner notes on Tommy tell you clearly that that was that was tacked on, and the whole thing was a- adapted to suit the idea of pinball. He didn't want he did that to appease a guy he was trying to court for management. And he played Pinball Wizard, which he says he wrote in like 15 minutes, and they're like, Pete, that's a hit, and it is, and it has been for all these years. And Elton John, by the way, does a great version of that. I know he's tired of it. He is. He's and done over 50 years of the same song. Mike D of the Beastie Boys hates Fight for Your Right to Party. And I loved that song. I love the Beastie Boys, though. But he hated that song because people misconstrued the meaning. It wasn't supposed to be about, you know, your parents are out of town and you have a party. So he hates that song. Tom York hates Creep by Radiohead. I hated it from the first moment. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I love that song, and that song really catapulted them to the next level. Oh, yeah. He refused to play it for many, 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 many years. And I think he actually kind of heckled people who asked for it at they, concerts uh, and things. It's one thing to want them to play a song, but I think you're really a bad fan if you insist they play something. I mean, they shouldn't surprise you with all new songs or anything like that, but I mean, you know, they don't have to play every single one of the, you know, the gotta hears. It's it's in their best interest because they're going to get casual people, but you know, yeah. So I'm just telling you, one of the things that I like the best about you 2 and they are not on this list, is that they play all their stuff. They know, well, this is going to be the one that the fans want to hear. They cater to their fans. They know that those are the songs that got them where they are. Yeah. So they still play them. And I want to hear them. Of course, yeah. I want to hear them. So I don't care if you hate them. Fucking play them. So Madonna hates Like a Virgin and Holiday. I get that. Because I'm kind of over both of those songs. <laughs> so I totally get that. I'm like, all right, I hear you. I'm, uh, I'm over them. There's, uh, there's riper fruit in that. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, there Holiday. is. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't. I, think, you I know, can't. There's more to choose from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this actually makes me feel vindicated, but Janie Lane hated Cherry Pie. I <laughs> we know that's your favorite it's song. My favorite yeah. song. I fucking well, love see, that, that song. Well, see, that makes that you have a kin, you have a kinship with uh, Janie Lane well, too. He's, yeah. he's gone, but oh, is he? Oh, he's been gone for oh, a long time. Yeah. yeah, that's why I try to use past tense appropriately. Uh, so Miley Cyrus hates party in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, shh, stop talking about Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I had no idea that was coming up. It's just I had it in my head to uh, to sing that song uh, because I heard it, and I thought it would just be fun, you know. She hates it, and she hates Wrecking Ball. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. I get that part. There's not a lot. I mean, it, it's it, that would wear out its welcome really quick. Yeah. Uh, Frank Sinatra hated New York, New York, My Way, and Strangers in the Night. <laughs> Really? I, I, I think so, of how hate, many times he's had to sing Yeah, he hated performing him, but he doesn't hate the song. Well, he sometimes the they songs. don't like the song even from the yeah. start. Yeah. Or sometimes they just get tired of them. But uh, go on. I want to see if a certain person is on there. Uh, Michael Stipe hates shiny, happy people. My Aria. Shiny, happy people yeah. holding hands with Kate Pearson. Come on. That's nice. No, you know? I hate it, too. Yeah, I know. I know. You hate everything that's poppy and nice. Like, <laughs> like we built this fucking city. That is not nice. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's upsetting. It's It's... 
it's like it makes me want to throw up. Wow. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I feel the chunks rising. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I'm not the only one. Um, Simple Minds hates Don't You Forget About Me. The entire band hates that song. Wow. It's not their song. They hate that song. And it was their huge hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had other huge hits. Yeah, they have. But, but that, was, that, was, that was the, the that start. That was a big yeah. one. And that's what people think. Oh, Simple Minds, Don't You mm-hmm. Forget About Me. Mm-hmm. Breakfast Club, baby. That's right. <laughs> Oh, I love this one because I fucking hate it with the white hot passion. Noel Gallagher hates Wonderwall by Oasis. I, I you hear it, I've heard it and I can't even remember how it goes. It's just such uh, crap. Such crap. I do not like them. Oh my god. Ugh, it's the worst. I don't I can't even. And then John Lennon hates the entire Beatles catalog and he hated his entire solo catalog. Oh, he hated everything? Okay. And he decided, I hate everything the Beatles did, I'd never do it again, and I hate all the shit that I did, I'd never do it again. So he's basically like me then. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much like you. <laughs> That's, I yeah. get, I get, I, wow, see, you have a kinship with Janie Lane and I have a kinship with John Lennon. Now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. hate the Beatles catalog and the John Lennon catalog? No, my own. Yeah. Oh, I see. I'm just saying identify where he's at, hating your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he hated his own stuff. Well, I don't think you should hate your own stuff because I just did an homage to you and your stuff. So. I don't always hate my own stuff. And you can't. So, I just expect everybody else to. <laughs> they don't. So that is Bird Banter. Some of the songs most hated by the artists that made them famous, and there are literally thousands of these. I just picked a few. Yeah. But it's always disappointing, I think, to hear, even if you don't like the song, well, with the exception of Wonderwall. Stupid lame song but it's always they kind should of hate sad. themselves they, for that. they do and they do um it's always kind of sad to hear that the artists hate the song especially if you love the song like i love creep i love stairway to heaven uh and i love the beatles catalog and the john lennon catalog so it's kind of sad when you hear that you're like oh that sucks that's but- what i said at the beginning i hate when they tell you that stuff i don't want to hear it but i'm surprised and disappointed that Cher hates just like Jesse James. I mean, it's a throwaway pop tune. It must be the cheesy lyrics. She never said why, but she doesn't like it. Did you I, see the, you, the key there was the throwaway? Yeah, yeah. Let's throw it's it away. It's a throwaway, but it's no. It's not. It's not. It's uh, it's not reinventing the wheel. But it's a really agreeable song. I absolutely love it. I like playing it and singing. It's, you know, agreeable is probably not I mean, it's, the it's best. Beyond thing. benign, it's uh, <laughs> just that and cute. Oh, you <laughs> precious. <laughs> it's just cute. I, oh, it's just cute. What you did there. Nobody so wants to cute. hear that. Nobody. And uh, I'm hoping to never become one of those artists that hates our own songs. I'm actually really proud. I don't like the recordings of some of the old songs. I mean, not like the way uh, my voice sounds on some of the old songs, but I don't hate the songs themselves. And, and if I were to be honest and not to be snarky and try to be witty, yeah, that's where I am. I, I mean, I actually secretly like my stuff. It's yeah. just I'm surprised when other people do too. But I know what I intended. So. Yes. <laughs> Shitty production aside, sloppy playing aside, I, I hear in my head what I wanted to hear. And uh, it's good. But uh, I don't expect anyone else to agree. So thank you for that wonderful tribute again. Okay. Um, well, um, what? What now? You must be doing something now. I just did something. Oh. Now it's you. Why don't you do something else? So to restate the theme, there really isn't a theme. It's just my birthday and I get to pick the songs. And as I said in a certain video you can see on our Facebook page, if you're not on the show, oh, I probably love you with all my heart. I probably think it's the greatest thing that ever happened. But there are some great ones you're going to hear tonight. Um, And not only is it my birthday show, it's the Halloween show. So... So, <laughs> well played. Well played, right? Well booed. <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> we did not plan any of this, folks. No, this no. shit just happens. It just happens. It's, like I said, it's like spontaneous combustion without the fire. <laughs> um, you should see real life. It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> Far worse. So I guess we'll have to start. Oh, it, uh, and it's, as I was saying, it's the Halloween show as well. <laughs> boo. Well, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We don't have to recap. <laughs> yeah. And we got a couple of spookies for you tonight uh, so that you're going to enjoy on this Halloween. But you can stream us all year long. Well, I guess I'll have to introduce a song. This is We're not going to say numbers because there are more than ten this time. Right, Sorry. and they're not in any particular order that I'm aware of. They are in no particular order. I don't know why I put them where I did. But the first one, an old fave from the Reverb Nation days, Juana. Camilleri. Uh, not only is she a musical heroine, she's a literal heroine in real life. About eight years ago, she was riding her bicycle by a river in Texas and heard cries of distress and jumped off her bike, jumped into the water and saved this boy's life who was drowning. So I don't know what made them drowning exactly, but they were. It was in the papers and everything. And she saved them and... Uh, sadly, the mom did not make it, but uh, the boy was saved, and uh, Juana saved this kid's life. And it's a beautiful story, and uh, about eight years ago. But she's a musical hero. When I first heard her, it was a song called Rearranging Strange from the very mysterious Palisades album. She has a beautiful voice that has the same timber as Carly Simon when she sings those ballads with those gorgeous melodies she crafts and just melts you. But she can rock and roll with the best of them, as in the song you're going to hear tonight, which is one of my favorites, Chasing the Dream songs. I love this tune. It's just going to rock your world. Here's Juana Camilleri with Forget It Spill. Once upon a time, a little poet was drinking lots of lines. Sometimes come late in the middle of the night You know your fate Go for the dream, rewrite the stories Now what it seems like sometimes The glory's in living, breathing, and doing art The things that set you apart Following a dream is a lonely road Freeway will take me Get in my car, drive it fast and drive it far. I don't come early and don't come late. In the middle of the night, you know your fate is right in your face to see. The heart of a poet longs to be free to play and sing, making love of Following a dream is a lonely road Free 
I want a Camilleri, Forget Itsville. You can get her latest album, including Forget Itsville, on uh, Amazon. You might get them as individual singles. And uh, hear all of her stuff on Reverb Nation and get it at iTunes. All right, what next, Cookie? Well, it is feature number one. And I will tell you, folks, do not be alarmed. I will be doing all of the features this particular show because David will be doing all of the introductions for all of the music. So please know we will be back to our regularly scheduled program the next full-length show. You will be relieved to find, yes. (laughs) Yes, because I will not be doing all the features. But feature number one... No, because I won't be doing all the songs, (laughs) Feature number one is Hell Yes or Oh Hell No, The Results. And to remind you, for this feature, we consider bands and determine if we are in or out. We also ask you to weigh in. We want to know what you think, and we do, about Maroon 5. The results are stunning, staggering, but sadly not surprising. So let's talk about the results. Let's get right into it. Hell Yes, None. Hell No, <laughs> oh God, that's 70%. <laughs> People that liked the first album, Songs About Jane, were 30%. And I want to add myself to the liked Songs About Jane. That was where I was introduced to them, their first album. I loved them. It's got the harder to breathe on it, which is the song you like. I like a lot of that album. And then they lost me. I still love Adam Levine. He's still beautiful. He still has a lovely voice. I love to hear him sing, but I don't like to hear him sing Maroon 5 music. So, David, where do you stand on Maroon 5? Well, uh, you uh, sent me a playlist, a brief one, and it was all songs definitely, about Jane. yeah, it was all to, you know, deodorize their image and sanitize it a little bit and play their better stuff, which, as you said, one of the songs on the album I liked, and the rest was I couldn't stand the voice. I couldn't stand it. I mean,. It's kid music. To me, it's kid music. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. And uh, I've often said in the past, oh, Adam Levine can sing, and I'm not so sure about that anymore. The more I hear, it's like, okay, he's got the this kind of eh voice, you know, I don't know. Anyway, he can play. I know he can play. That's all he can do. So I'm not... I, I did check out some of the other albums instead of the, the relatively acceptable Songs About Jane stuff, mm-hmm. and it was really <laughs> bad. I just I personally couldn't stand it, honestly. So no, I'm totally... Out, and apparently a lot of people are on the same page mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, we don't have any hell yeses from the respondents, so sorry, Adam and the boys. Uh Maybe, you know, I know that you're not all suffering because we we aren't into your music, but I'd like to be back in, so maybe we could reprise some of the feel of Harder to Breathe and Songs About Jane, and maybe uh, we'll see if you can't win over our audience. Uh, but those are the results. So like them or not, that is it. And that leaves you to announce the next song that you have selected. Questa sera vi presentiamo la nostra versione delle canzone soli di Adriano Celentano. Inundele suonare qui non mi aprirà nessuno. Domando la ben chiuso fuori con il suo casino. Una bugia e cotto, più frigo piena e poi, con calcio al vivo, solo io, solo tu. 
That was solely by Scott Stoddard and Catherine Corelli. And you can find him at Scott Stoddard Music, Facebook, and her at Catherine Corelli. And the websites are interesting, and they have uh, side projects like art. Cat uh, does art. Scott takes photos. Uh, so be sure to check out the websites, too. Now, don't give me that look like i got to do something. It is another song that you have selected for your birthday show. 
See what I get for picking so many songs? I got to do so many introductions. And, <laughs> however, last week for this. Yes, coming up next, uh, wonderful artist, singer, songwriter, the queen of Manhattan, as we know her, C.L. Gloss, with the title track from a wonderful record called Unnatural World. And she selected this, this one herself, and I don't remember precisely how I came across her. I think she was promoted. Uh, as several of the artists tonight I, dis- I discovered because they basically paid that extra whatever to promote themselves and I started listening. It's like, oh wow, that's really good. I think that might be how I discovered her. Anyway, she is she was a guest on Butterflies and Hurricanes and she was just witty and wonderful and uh, full of all kinds of insights and it was a delight to listen to. Alright, so here is Seal Gloss with Unnatural World.
All right. Unnatural World, Seal Gloss. You can find her at Seal Gloss, C-I-E-L Gloss, the usual way on Facebook. Now, there must certainly be a feature in the offing, yes? Correct. Feature number two is one of our favorite, if you will. Um, I'd say probably top four, top five features, Raven or Nevermore. For this feature, we weigh in on current events and trends in popular music. Is it something we are raving about, or do we want to hear about it? Nevermore. And the topic today up for discussion is Spotify. <laughs> You've yes. heard that many times on the show, so you think, oh, this is where the grumpy old guy who uh, lives in the Stone Age with vinyl records, he uh, talks about this uh, newfangled uh, technology. Not at all. In fact, I've uh, expressed my opinions about Spotify, and uh, you'll be surprised at what I say. So, okay. Well, I'll be very surprised, because Spotify is certainly something that I use, I'd say, probably daily, and I really appreciate it. I love that it's there, and Spotify does pay its artists and record labels directly through either the labels or through distributors such as RouteNote. Labels and distributors then split out the data and pay each artist directly. Now, the company says it pays an average of .007 per play, according to figures on its new website. Spotify artists aimed specifically at musicians so they do get paid that was your big beef with them is they don't get paid and they do get paid so the more they're played the more they're paid yeah i totally resisted the idea i couldn't buy it and buy it i thought okay yeah spotify is basically a musical class action lawsuit where the firm gets all the money and you get and every all of the uh, the affected victim class get like 12 cents or something but uh, i found out i was wrong I actually no artists who have made money on spotify to my utter bewilderment <laughs> well i mean so yes uh, I, I totally know that we make about 20 bucks a year on Spotify. Hey, so that's you know. something. Um, but, you know, I mean, we don't, we haven't had a lot of stuff up there and we're trying to push it more. But people that refuse to have their music on Spotify include Garth Brooks. Wow. He hates Spotify and he hates YouTube. Uh, Neil Young. Neil Young just didn't like the way his music sounded on Spotify, which confounds this person yeah i know they have to uh, things are mastered for itunes things yeah. are mastered for spot i don't get that part myself they sound amazing yeah I don't they understand do sound it. good they do. the black keys won't have their music on there beck will not have his music on there those two because they don't think artists are paid enough pete townsend refuses to have his music on there but he uses it and he says it you know i know it's hypocritical but I don't have my music on there. Now I think they do. These were people that were holdouts and said no. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure they're on there. Yeah, well, know? other people that weren't... I mean, there were so many people that weren't going to be on there, and they've all acquiesced. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's a way to make money. Here's the thing. People aren't buying CDs anymore. They're buying digital streams. And if they're not going to buy it, they're going to steal it. If you give them a way to listen and you get paid... Aye, there's the rub. When that little shithead started with his MP3s and remember Napster. That was when the, Napster was a piracy site. But that's not where we are now. Yeah, we're, I know. At least I, know. I mean, it's not they're not getting paid buku bucks, but well, if you can, have of a course, million yeah. or yeah. two million listens, imagine the money you could make. Yeah. You know, you may sell, let's say, let's say you sell whatever, 250,000 records. Yeah. Okay, great. But now this in perpetuity, I can go listen to one song and you can just keep making money. 
Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I can make a mixtape for somebody and expose them to say, okay, like you've done, you know, mixtape. Essentially, that's what you do with Spotify yeah, is right. you make mixtapes. Uh, playlists are the mixtapes of old, basically. Right. High tech version of it. And the service was not the problem. It was the it was the way it was being used. I mean, the artists do get paid. I think the best thing you can do for an artist is buy their record and then listen to, listen to them on Spotify. So they're getting paid like double. You know? Most <laughs> people are not going to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, if you, if you, especially if you have a physical medium only and you can't just play it anywhere you want you can always play the uh, the streams right. on Spotify you can even listen to us on Spotify can't you that's right you Spotify. can and apparently some people do <laughs> we thank there's, you there's there's some people that do there's some folks yeah, out there there's anyway some folks, we're very we're very happy about it no but I actually use the service I have it I pay for Spotify and uh, but I end up buying a lot of what I listen to I listen to things, oh, yeah, I like that. Bang, I want to own it. Once I hear it and I like it, I want to have it. So uh, Spotify is uh, useful to me in that way. I, the artists get plays and they also get sales. You know, the other day in a fan group for KISS, yes, I said it out loud and proud, <laughs> KISS Army for Life, bitches. Um, uh, somebody was uh, talking about a particular album and they said, you should put this back on Spotify. And it's like 99% of their shit is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. One album is it, why don't you buy the thing if you want it so damn badly? Is it really going to kill you? Uh, but uh, yeah, Spotify, I use it. I enjoy it. I don't think people, it should be an excuse for people not to buy music at all. But um, Aren't they buying music though when they play a song and the yeah, artist gets paid? In a, I don't know. I, that part, I have not internalized that yet. I can't, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they do, but it's so little. I mean, they, they would do far better if you yeah, bought the record. Yeah, but if you pay $5.54 for a CD, I mean, how much is that getting them really at the end of the day? What is their cut? You know, well, I mean, it's not like they're. You, it's like the old days where I'm going to buy a vinyl record and it's like seventeen dollars. Yeah. That's not happening. Those records are like five ninety nine. You know, I mean, I'm evolving. <laughs> well, buying digital albums can be as cheap as five ninety nine. You know, right? It's like that's why I would probably do yeah. that over buying physical medium. And the other thing is space. Yeah, I know. That's the space. thing. The storage. Where the hell are you going to put them? And we have, I think, four thousand CDs. No, I buy uh, a lot of physical media, too, I have to admit it. And uh, storage is a problem. Space is a problem. I have a shitload of, of uh, digital downloads now that I wouldn't have had a few years ago. I'm evolving, basically, is what I'm saying. Is <laughs> I got a couple of legs out of the tar pit. I'm starting to, you know, see, check out the 21st century from a distance and everything. That's not true, of course. Well, I think the but, other um, problem is that cars no longer come standard with CD players. Yeah, it blows my mind. Absolutely so blows my mind. Why am I going to buy a CD that I cannot play? That I cannot comprehend. So yeah. I just, I have Spotify on my phone. If I want to hear something, I play it and I know that the artist gets paid. The more I p- play that particular song, the more they get paid. The more I play any album. I've been listening to George Michael. I don't know why. I've just had this thing and been crying. I just, just his music does that to me. I have earned that, you know, now he's no longer with us, but the estate of George Michael has made a fraction of something off of me. (laughs) And you know what? They weren't going to get anything else from me because I own all his records. They weren't going to get any more money from me, but it's easier than going through my CDs or pulling out a vinyl and putting on. I just, I'm in the car. I'm like, I want to hear. And I turn it on. Yeah. And the estate makes money. And I feel good. I can sleep at night because I'm not stealing anything. And I've already bought all those albums. So, but I'm just saying, I, I don't, it's not that I don't love the physical media. I don't have room for it. I don't know what to do with it. The only thing I buy these days is vinyl. And they make more money off me with me buying their vinyl than they oh, do God, buying yes. their stuff. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. So, 
I, I really think that Spotify is amazing and it's great for us indie artists. We make money too. I mean, again, it's not a ton of money, but we make money too. It's a win, win, win. So I'm hoping to hear less Spotify and more Spotify. No, no, I clarified that on another show. I actually don't hate Spotify. It was just fun to say so for a while. And the, <laughs> the Spotify mentality is what I was talking about. But uh, no, I'm evolving into that. And I, I do understand the artists get paid and, you know, it's, they want you. The fact that they tell you they want you to listen to them listen on Spotify. Spotify. Spotify, yeah. You know, I always like, yeah. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, what? It's like you want me to listen to you for free, you know? Not <laughs> but free. it's not for free. No, nope. I'm getting there. You're getting, getting there right on. Well, yep. for me, Spotify since its inception has been a raven. Absolutely love it. It is exactly what we need in 2020 and beyond. It's helping the artist. It helps me. I can listen to them anywhere. Uh, and I don't have to worry about storage. I only have to worry about, do I have enough room for new songs on my phone? <laughs> and um, that's it. So. And you don't really need to uh, worry about that with iTunes and Amazon and things like that. I would actually have to say I was raving because of the way it affects me. I'll listen to five albums by an artist and I'll buy two, something like that. Either way, they benefit from the plays, but especially from the sales. But uh, I guess pessimists say they get about the same for each or something. That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay. If you say so, you're in the biz. Uh, I just stand around and go, well, look at that. <laughs> okay. So what do I know? All right. Well, I'm raving. What about you? Definitely Raven, absolutely. Super out of the park Raven. I love it. Thank you so much for creating something that benefits everybody, the listener and the artist. It doesn't happen that often, but there it is. The kids all love it. (laughs) 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 All right, guess what time it is? Not time for introduction to another song. It's because it's the birthday show. Oh, the burden of the birthday show. (laughs) Well, all right, this next act. A band from California, the nucleus of which is two brothers named Jet Jupiter and Teddy Heavens, and they've brought their unique blend of theatrical metallic punk from Southern California all the way to France and who knows where else in their 30-year history. And how did I discover this band? Well, actually, lead singer Jet Jupiter walked into my shop one day for uh, the service that we provided at the time, and um, we somehow got to talking about music, probably the fact that I had guitars uh, lying around, and uh, found out he was in this group, Rebel Rebel, and uh, Rebel Rebel's unique anarchistic, minimalistic stage shows uh, are an all-out assault on the senses, and you get some sense of that in this song we're going to hear tonight. Rebel Rebel incorporates obscure literary references, pop culture references, uh, conspiracy theories, every kind of intellectually titillating device, all housed in the rawest of punk. Or is it? Listen closely and you'll hear all sorts of effects and production tricks. This kick-ass riff-tastic song is called Rocket Into Flames. Yeah 
Rocket into Flames by Rebel Rebel, and you can find them at rebelrebel.org. They don't really have a Facebook page per se, so rebelrebel.org is the best place for merch and music and dates and so forth, and you really want to see them live if you can. I mean, they 
the makeup and the uh, the props and the effect is very it's very visual, it's very theatrical. They're really committed to putting on a terrific show and uh, kicking your ass at the same time. So uh, this is this is an experience you will not forget. But check out more of the music at rebelrebel.org and even on Reverb Nation too. All right, now it's got to be time for wait. your next song. My next song? Oh, did, I did this to myself. Don't feel sorry for me, okay? I know some of you in the audience are like, poor guy, man. Poor, I don't poor think fucking they're thinking guy. that at all. No, they're not thinking that? No, they're not. Poor me, I have to introduce another song. But it's my pleasure to introduce Abby London. How did I discover Abby? I don't know. I think she was promoted or something like that. But her stuff is fantastic. Guitar-driven rockers, beautiful piano ballads, her voice just melts you will captivate you from the beginning this one however has done the impossible and has made me empathize with somebody over the loss of a video game yes she has dragged me it's like it's just like watching epic rap battles of history uh, with character against character that neither one of which I ever heard of before and they make it entertaining somehow Abby has drawn me in here into the world of the lover of a game called Tetris Blitz now some of you out there might know this game or play this game but this song is uh, was written as a lament, uh, a catchy, technical, keyboard-driven lament against the uh, the I guess the cessation of support of a game called Tetris Blitz, and uh, the names she throws about the features and the rewards and then this and that. It really it catches you. It amuses. It's amusing at the same time is kind of makes you feel her pain and that's no small feat when it comes to video games because i ain't never played the things ever uh but here's abby london with a classic instant classic called goodbye tetris blitz goodbye my love i don't want to say goodbye but they're making me we've had so many good times Making my power upgrade pick was also special Getting my rewards after winning three battles Completing daily challenges I felt so proud when I finished my activities and quests When I'd land on bullseye in the bonus blitz My internal clock going off every four hours Now what am I gonna do? Oh Tetris, please, oh please don't go Tetris Blitz, I need you so Storm, rock 
basketball, blitz on more Twin rooms, nuke, super silly Mega crusher, time shift, dolphin, three strikes, bomb Multiply, quake, jubilee, flare Mean old vortex, tunnel vision Cosmic shift, dragon tail, and blitz And it's a frenzy, frostbite Bulldozer, amplifier, ground swell, magnet Now on to the finishers Lucky spin and supernova Gifting tree, popcorn, and starfall Birthday cake, instant replay Inversion and mean old Abby London, Goodbye Tetris Blitz. And there's a very, very cute video that goes along with that, too. Uh, Abby, you can find her on Facebook at Abby London Music, and I believe that's her website, too. But she's a fave of ours at Fusion Music Radio. So, Abby, thank you for that lovely song about the pain of missing your favorite game. And now, what? You get something, right? Yes. Now it's feature number three, Danakit, Teal, You Crow. So, yes, there are three birds in that. Danak is a bird, teal is a bird, and, of course, crow is a bird. So, for this feature, we tell you the origins, inspirations, and creation story behind popular songs. And this week, again, catering to David, his birthday show, we are going to talk about Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones. So, allow me to share a little bit about this song's origin, inspirations, and creation story. Brown sugar came from a weird place. No, really? (laughs) (laughs) Jagger recalls having written it in 1969 while he was in Australia shooting Ned Kelly. The production was a troubled one. Jagger's girlfriend OD'd. Accidents kept happening. There were fires. Horse cart accidents. He was actually injured on set when a pistol backfired. And he claims to have written the song while sitting in a field trying to rehabilitate his hand. It has overt themes of racial exploitation, sexual depravity, and also discusses delicious Mexican heroin. Ticks all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> this song is the dad from Footloose's worst nightmare. The song's right. first verse. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. These are not, I wish these were my words. They are not my words, but they're brilliant words from so many different sources. I can't even list them. The song's first verse depicts a slave driver whipping a group of women. By the third verse, there's a lady with a bevy of underage boyfriends. And, you know, the chorus is all about how a young girl should taste. Also, brown sugar is slang for heroin. Mick Jagger stated in a Rolling Stone interview that the song works thanks to its wide array of implied themes or all the nasty subjects in one go, as he put it. I would never write that song now. No, no. I, we were talking about that on another, on another show once, I remember. Yeah, that's one that you just wouldn't feel comfortable with these days. But uh, they do still play it, and we still listen to it. And 
Yeah, it's all that and more, obviously. But uh, but it doesn't offend you. Um, strangely enough, I don't know why it doesn't. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't. Hmm, interesting. Because sometimes lyrics really offend you, and sometimes you don't seem to care. So it's interesting, because sometimes you're like, oh my god, that lyric, I can't even listen to that song. Then you're like, oh, you know what? That's that's a weird lyric, but I'm okay. Strangely fine with it. It's like a yes song to me. I mean, <laughs> you sing along so heartily, you don't even know what it's about. Even though I know what Brown Sugar is about, it's just, it's it's empty. It really is. It's yeah. just, you're, you're, it's, you're in the moment. You're not even thinking about the lyric, necessarily. Uh, which is good in cases of, like, You Shook Me All Night Long and crap like that. <laughs> so one of the reasons why we have this feature is some people won't even listen to a song. But sometimes if you know why it was written, you know, the circumstance, if you understand the inspirations, or we can create a scene around the creation of a song, then you really might take the time, if you haven't already, to listen to this song. And in your mind, picture the crazy things that went on to create it, and then maybe come to appreciate it. So if you haven't listened to Brown Sugar yet by the Rolling Stones, we hope you will. And we hope that you will do it with an open mind and leave all of the things that offend you at the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like like the new one you see Gone with the Wind at Walmart for sale. There's a little sticker that says... Go to this website for a cultural uh, cultural background or something there like you go. that. Yeah, that's same thing with brown sugar. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there there are some songs that might appear bad on the on the surface, but when you understand what's beneath them, they're really not. And then there's brown sugar. And there's brown sugar. <laughs> it's all the things that you think it is, and probably more. It ticks so. all the boxes. Yeah, it does. So. Well, guess what time it is. Time for you to do another feature. Time for (laughs) you to announce another amazing artist that you have discovered, come across, and have grown to love, and have either shared already on Butterflies and Hurricanes, or are maybe sharing for the first time. Well, in this case... It's Fusion Music Radio's own, Louis Drayton and Octane together. I know those. Yes, you know, we know oh those gosh. guys around here. Well, this one, um, having had the privilege of working with Octane, as Louis has many times, as you now have, um, you, you have. basically, you get, there's a piece of this stunning piece of music composed with a title, and that's it. And you got to cater something to it. you got to conform something to fit it. Well, Louis has done that so, so many times, and I've done that a few times, and Christine has done that. In this case... Lewis took a title, No One is Innocent, and turned it into just a, just a powerful expression. Everything Lewis does is magic as far as lyrically speak, and uh, delivered so, so gorgeously, perfectly. Uh, whether it's lightning fast rap flows or poignant, uh, poignant ballads or, or whatever, anything, funk, anything, uh, punk, uh, oh, the yeah. best punk, Brilliant. absolutely the best punk. And uh, Octane's music is just stunning. And together, they put this one out, and it's called No One Is Innocent. Take my arm, it's sweet 
Lights of heaven glow In perfect alignment as A kiss I blow Actual slipping triangles burns And locals know Lights of loot confinement tracks The killer hole No one is innocent Lights of heaven glow In perfect alignment as A kiss I blow Actual slipping triangles burns And locals know Lights of loot confinement tracks The killer hole no one is innocent Last In my sights Traffic lights Bathroom signs Breathe Begging please Not tonight Not tonight Rasp Pay the rent Yet not bent Fill the hole Glass Cut the clock Feel my wrath, hold my soul. Lights of heaven glow, in perfect alignment as a kiss I blow. At your second shining spokes, and locals know. Lights of loot confinement cracks, the killer hole. No one is innocent. Alright, Lewis Drayton with music by Octane from the album Awesome Sauce, which 
Audrey appears on actually a couple of tracks, and Audrey and Reggie, or is even on one. Uh, fantastic double album by Louis Drayton and music by Octane. Anyway, check that out. It's a, it's a fantastic achievement on both of their parts. You can find them on Fusion Music Radio or Octane Music or Louis Drayton all over Facebook and uh, their assorted websites and everything. And everywhere we go, they go. So, um, surely it must be time for you to say something about that or do a feature, right? <laughs> I just wanted to shout out and say, I love you guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much for allowing me. And this includes you, David, to be part of Fusion Music Radio uh, and to have really taken a chance on an unknown girl with a big, big dream. So thank you so much. I'm so proud to be part of it, proud to have the opportunity to work with all of you in one way or another. And certainly hope to collaborate maybe in the future with Lewis and hopefully with David very soon. And Octane, I'm going to do another track. So thank you all. And I just want to say Lewis Drayton is the reason I'm in radio now is uh, because he interviewed me as an artist. Yes, uh, there I go again with reminding myself I'm an artist. And um, then next thing you know, they were offering me shows and I was co-hosting shows and producing shows. And that's uh, it was him from the beginning, so thank you for that. And uh, Octane, because they are Fusion Music Radio, as we are together. All right, now, in that case, it's not Demon Boy, it's you do a feature, right? No, it's Demon Boy. Okay, well, Demon Boy, all right, coming up now. Well, if I must do another song, then I'm glad it's the next artist, especially now at Halloween time, but all year round, Demon Boy. Demon Boy has been described as Kiss Meets Megadeth, directed by Tim Burton. He's a star of comic books and comic conventions and stage and screen and studio. He's an international rock sensation, one of the most theatrical shows you'll ever see, with dancers and costumes and makeup and, and just, he knows what a spectacle is, and that's what you get from Demon Boy. And he certainly knows how to stage a video, too. He's got a brand new one for a song that's been out for a while called This Halloween. You don't want to miss that one, but <laughs> cuddle somebody tight, because it's a chiller. Uh, now, this is a brand new single from him that he just gave us called Zombie Dance. Is that coming? 
All right, Demon Boy Zombie Dance, brand new single. And you can find Demon Boy at Amazing Demon Boy on Facebook, AmazingDemonBoy.com, etc. Surely you've got something to say now? I actually do have something to say because we are on feature number four, and it is the much-awaited Christina version of History Strikes Back. Should I, I pass you the egg? I may not egg it. No, I you may allow egg. Okay. you to bring in the egg. When it's time. As needed, okay. Yes, because I'm, I am i don't trust myself singing and egging. Uh, this particular feature, we travel back in time to a particular year to review bands, music, charts, and pop culture for a randomly selected year. And this year is 1988, a year that I am intimately familiar with. So let's talk about some of the stark differences between then and now. Postage stamps were 25 cents. The Sony Disc Jockey 10 CD player changer was $399.99. A movie ticket was $3.50. A dozen eggs was 65 cents. And a gallon of 2% milk was $1.89. Trends. Acid wash jeans. Ripped jeans. Ah. Huge frizzy hairstyles. Perms. Aquanet. Gloves. Hawaiian shirts. Leather. Aviator jackets. Aviator sunglasses. It was awesome. I was already 27, so I didn't know. You did not do that. Okay, fair enough. So, what was on TV? The Cosby Show, Roseanne, A Different World, Cheers, The Golden Girls. I love that show. So, what did you pay your $3.50 to see in the theater? Well, what about Rain Man? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Big Twins, Crocodile Dundee 2, Die Hard, The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad, Beetlejuice, Dangerous Liaisons, A Fish Called Wanda, and Coming to Fucking America. Now, they're working on Coming to America too, and I cannot wait in the news, a drought caused big crop damage to the tune of $60 billion. Manuel Noriega is indicted. Desmond Tutu was arrested during an anti-apartheid demonstration in Cape Town. Oliver North and John Poindexter are indicted on charges of conspiracy. And televangelist Jim Baker is indicted for fraud. So that's all that was fit to print at that point. Now, what about the songs? The egg is at the ready. Egg is at the ready. Okay, well, the first thing is... Gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. I gotta have faith, the faith, the faith, the faith baby. <laughs> George oh, Michael yep, with that's faith. That's right, George Michael. And actually, I saw the Faith tour in 1987. Interesting story. In 1987, I won a trip to see him at Irvine Meadows, which is now gone. All right, the next one is... I need you tonight There's something about you, girl That makes me sweat In excess I had to, I had to get up close and do my Barry White you voice You had there. to. I, of yep. course you did. In excess, man. Yep. Oh, yep. I got my mindset on you. George, George Harrison. Harrison. Yes. Is this love... That I'm feeling Is this the love However Viva de Blanco yes. White snake <laughs> <laughs> You did not Viva de Blanco oh, CG, Mr. Coverdale Yes Formerly of Deep Purple Formerly of a lot of things yeah. Really Pour some sugar on me in the name of love. Again, sexometer. I got like a one on that. I yeah. mean, it's about sex, but it doesn't do anything for I me. I remember it ended up on the list, and I was like, how? Why? Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. The man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. Man Michael in the mirror, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Simply irresistible. There's no telling where the money went. Yes. Robert Palmer, baby. Oh, 
Yeah, I was actually digging all these. I guess I wasn't really grown up yet. (laughs) Hey, are you fucking kidding me right now? You know what? Let's take this outside. I don't want to go on with you like that. Don't want to be a feather in your cap. I just don't want to tell you, honey, I ain't mad. But I don't want to go on with you like that. Elton John. Sir Elton John to you commoners. Sir Elton John, yeah. So then a couple honorable mentions are Kokomo. We'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's where we want to go. Way down to Kokomo. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. Beach Boys. Hell yeah. Beach Boys. And then the final song. Shake your love. I just, just can't, can't shake your love. Shake your love. I just can't shake your love. Debbie, Debbie Gibson. Gibson. I wanted to be her so bad. So yeah. that was 1988 in review. And I know that I am definitely no substitute for David, but I did try. And that is History Strikes Back. Now back to the present day. My dear friend, one of my oldest friends in the indie music scene. I know her from way, way back in the Reverb Nation days. My first Facebook friend ever and the first person to record vocals for the aforementioned Tell Me a Story album. Sharon Rachman, uh, born in the Ukraine, lives in Israel now. Uh, singer, songwriter, and uh, perfectionist. And uh, this, this is just one of her tunes. I'm glad she chose this as the one for the show because it's it's the kind of song that makes you want to hear more. And uh, she's got a lot more to offer. Fantastic, uh, brilliantly talented young lady with a heart of gold who's like a daughter to me. I just love her so much. She was on a previous show in a collaboration with Blick Fang, but this is a solo work of hers and uh, it's about time too. This is Sharon Rachman with Touch the World.
by Sharon Rachman, Touch the World. You can find her on Facebook on Reverb Nation and get some of her stuff at iTunes. Definitely do catch up with her, follow her, check out her videos and all of her musical offerings. All right, next, a dear friend of all of us at Fusion Music Radio. In fact, a presenter on Fusion Music Radio, Tilly Riddle. Now, Tilly Riddle's a band that's evolved over the years, the nucleus of which is Kate Tilly Riddle herself and Andrew. And between them, they come up with an incredible array of tunes, some folky, rustic things, and then some big city techno things and everything in between, uh, a lot of dance stuff. And she sings to you in French and Russian and English. This one's going to be in her native Russian language, and it's dark, almost overpowering sense of menace about it. Although I have no idea what it's about. It could be about unicorns and rainbows, for all I know. This is a song with gravitas to it. This is a song that's really going to engage you. And whatever this word might mean, it is called Yermak.
All right, Tilly Riddle. And you can hear the singer's show in details, the Tilly Riddle Show on Fusion Music Radio, right alongside of us. And she has appeared on a number of my songs. I've done three songs with her. She's on Octane's songs. She's on Lewis's songs on the aforementioned Awesome Sauce album. She actually appears on several tracks there. But she slash they are everywhere. They might not have a Facebook page per se, but you can hear the musical offerings on Reverb Nation and get the albums on Bandcamp. What are we up to now? Jack-o'-lantern, <laughs> pumpkin? Feature number five is Trivial Trills. Because this is a new feature and because this is David's birthday show, I had to do another Trivial Trills to see if I can trip him up or have him give us some amazing info on a particular artist. So what is this feature? Well, for this feature, I will name a musical artist or band and see what, if any, tasty trivia tidbits David can share. So. In other words, she uh, she knew I wasn't going to prepare, so she put together a show which I would not, which I would just simply have to sit here and spew off the top of my head and go, oh, and that would be uh, it's by design, and I really appreciate that too. She knows she knows my weaknesses, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just try to cater at your birthday show. You've made it ridiculously easy. Thank I you. did try, sir. The band is heart. Ah, okay. I okay. mean, come on. All right. So, what tasty tidbits do you have, if any, about Heart? I, of course, have pulled quite a few. I'll bet. I actually don't know a lot of tasty tidbits. I know they've had, and I don't like gossip, but I know they've had uh, beefs with the record label about the way they were marketed and some of the, you know, implied sexualization and everything and things like that. And, you know, you get songs like Barracuda out of that, which is nice. Well, they're Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. And several of the original members, Fawson and DeRozier, I believe, are in a group called Heart by Heart, which is a tribute band. The guitarist, Chad Quist, used to be in Bo Jest with my friend Annika Speller. The drummer of Bo Jest was Ben Smith, the drum legend who immediately after the dissolution of that band joined the Wilson Sisters and has been playing with them ever since. They don't get along very well and they uh, go on and off, uh, breaking up and getting back together. And Nancy has a solo act called Roadcase Royale. The drummer of which is the aforementioned Ben Smith, so he plays with her when they're separate. Ann Wilson has released several albums of her own or EPs of her own, but um, nope, I don't know a lot of trivia, so I'd be delighted to hear. Well, Crazy on You was inspired by Ann's first serious romance with Michael Fisher, who would become their manager, and those two lived in a commune in Canada for some time. Oh. So that's interesting. And the early radio success of Magic Man was paid for by cocaine and hookers. Really? And the the Wilson sisters were not none too pleased when they found out about wow. that. Wow. But this was all backdoor deals, you know, done uh, without their knowledge. And once they found out, they were outraged, of course. And uh, they used to own a studio in Seattle called Bad Animals. Ah, and that's the name of one of their albums, too. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And Soundgarden, R.E.M., and Pearl Jam recorded there. Ah, did not know that. Fascinating tidbit. And their 1995 live album, The Road Home, was produced by Led Zeppelin bassist John Paul Jones. No way. I did and not know that. He said, I'll do this, but no Led Zeppelin covers. Did he now? And they were known for their Zeppelin covers. Of course, yeah. Well, that must have broke their little hearts because sure. I know they are seriously into Zeppelin. Well, and that's what they did in their early days is they did a lot of Zeppelin covers. Mm. So, Oh, nobody does Zeppelin like them. No. no. Heart opened for Queen in 1982. Oh, you're kidding me. I didn't no, know that. I know. I was thinking, shit. I was alive then, so what happened? Yeah. 
Nancy Wilson played beautiful girl in the car in the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> she had no dialogue, but did manage to marry the screenwriter Cameron Crowe in 1986. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. She's married to... And this Cameron Crowe, this is the guy we're always talking about his movies on this show. Oh, my God. I mean, we might as well change the name to the show where people talk about Cameron Crowe movies. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Or John Hughes movies. Yeah, John, yeah. but especially Cameron Crowe. Especially. Uh, I do remember that now that you mention it, yes. In March 1975, Hart was performing Stairway to Heaven, and Led Zeppelin themselves walked in. Unfazed, Led Zeppelin disappeared into the club. Wow. They were, they were like, wow. I mean, I can't imagine where I'm like screaming out their song. And I'm like, okay, so nothing? I got nothing from you? Okay. Interesting. Annie Leibovitz secretly took a topless photo of Ann Wilson. She took her to court, and the photo will never see the light of day as the negative is in a safe deposit box only Annie and Ann have the keys to. Wow. I was going to say, couldn't they just, like, destroy it? Apparently, Annie Leibovitz was not willing to do that. It's, it's her property. She created yeah. it. So she'll be I think... sued to Helen back if she ever uses it, though. That's correct. Yeah. 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 Well, it would be a monstrously uncivil thing to do, too. I can't stand be. people that do that. It would be yeah. really bad. I think taking it was also. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's go back Without to that. <laughs> surreptitiously yeah. taking a yeah, topless photo of someone. Yeah, let's start there, you know. So that's interesting. John Cougar Mellencamp opened for Hart on their 1982 private audition tour. Really? Yes. Oh, nice. We love Mellencamp here yes. and Hart. Yeah. The band was known as The Army and White Hart before Nancy came up with the name Hart. The Army? Seriously? <laughs> the Army and White Hart. Uh, you know, you hear these band that dodged a bullet with the shitty name stories, and that's one of them, you know. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of shitty ones there. Yeah. So they borrowed a riff from a cover... Nazareth did of a Joni Mitchell song This Flight, this flight Tonight, tonight yeah. and made it into Barracuda. Oh, really? Yeah, and Nazareth was really mad because it was their riff. And she oh. was like, that's your interpretation of Joni Mitchell. This is our interpretation. Wow. Of- I like Nazareth. I really like Nazareth. I just, I, their version of This Flight Tonight doesn't come to mind, so I didn't recognize the uh, Barracuda riff. I love both of those bands. Yes. There was another instance, and I don't remember the year. They were performing at a club. I guess Anne went on stage and talked about the shitty food at this particular place, and they nice. were fired. Well, for, duh. For you know. saying that. But that same night, they got a call to go on tour with Rod Stewart. Oh, no kidding. See, I did not know all these bands they had toured with. When one door closes. Another opens. That's right. And the last tasty tidbit I saved for last because it's going to allow us to talk about somebody special. Eddie Van Halen serenaded Nancy Wilson over the phone after she gave him an acoustic guitar because she found out he didn't have one. Wow, really? Yeah, we had uh, intended to talk about... The great Eddie Van Halen yes. on the show before it ended, and you know, you've if you've heard any er- earlier episodes, you know we're both big uh, Van Halen fans. Absolutely, and uh, it's just heartbreaking. It really is. Uh, the, I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I really was. I knew he had cancer, but I thought that he was. Yeah. In the clear, so it was pretty shocking. And he, you know, what, 65? 65. I mean, he's, he's just a few years older than I am. I mean, you know? he's very, yeah, there's so much more life there. Very, very upsetting. The thing that made me the most happy, I was really worried, and I know it sounds really weird, but I was worried that he and Sammy Hagar had not reconciled, and they did. Because you don't want somebody to pass away that you had all that history with right. and not make it right before they're gone. He plays so beautifully, and has anybody ever loved to play more? Just look at the guy's face I mean, when he's up there. I mean, he's... Uh, so much joy. And he's giving so much joy, too. I mean, he's brought so much... Van Halen is just that band that 
Uh, I remember driving in New York. We're in California now. It's a little hard to imagine being in a blizzard. I, I recall very distinctly when that first record came out, driving on, listening to that first album, and it just it kept me so calm. It just settled me down, and it still does when I'm driving in a weird situation. They just feel, you know, kind of, I don't know, safe and good and... And still hard rocking, and then you also had the different iterations, you know, with David Lee Roth and then Sammy Hagar, which gave us very different and equally amazing music. And always, you know, obviously at the core, you had the Van Halen brothers doing their thing, and it's just, uh, it's hard to fathom that we won't get anything new from him, but thank God we have a body of work that we can enjoy yeah, so the incredible legacy uh, of Eddie Van Halen ended with that final album with David Lee Roth, and thank goodness we have that, and man, do we got a lot of music. Yeah, so we didn't want to go out without mentioning Eddie Van Halen, because everybody, absolutely everybody's talking about it. It's one of the biggest losses in the music scene in many years. Uh, the so. late, great Eddie, late, great Van, Eddie Van, Halen. Van Halen. Right, I'm doing another song here. A scant, a scants, what is this? Uh, I don't I'm know. Any, sure. How don't did know. they end up here? I don't know anything I don't about know. this band. Uh, uh, oh, Ascent. I'm sorry, I was reading it wrong. Ascent. Oh. Um, I don't know a whole lot about them. Uh, right. I discovered them about, about a year ago, actually. Hmm. It was a year ago last month hmm. in September. I went to this uh, the world-famous Doll Hut, and there they were playing. And I caught uh, a few minutes of their last tune, and I thought, that's cute, pretty benign, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was knocked out, of course, and I approached this uh, the singer and who uh, didn't have nearly as much uh, ponderous and cumbersome equipment to pack up as the instrumentalist Bruce. So I said, hey, you, you look uh, like you're not doing a hell of a lot. Uh, <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. I'm kidding. I just sang my ass oh, off. Oh, you were working hard. I dragged you away because singers are usually the ones who are going to want to talk to you. You know. So I said, okay, hi, I, I, I'm, uh, same thing, hi. Hi, it's me, Presby Soup. I do a show, and if you're remotely interested, I'd like to hear more of your stuff. And that started all of this. It started this wonderful friendship. It started this show. And this was not the song I heard that night, but this was on the EP that Christina Baldwin gave me. Ascent, of course, for those of you, because we're above playing our own stuff on the show. Right. Up until now, at least. No, we did play... You and Octane, didn't we? Yeah, well, yeah. that's not my stuff. Yeah, that's, that's stuff. right. Okay. But we're above promoting ourselves on the show, except for now, I'm going to do it for her. And uh, Ascent, as you no doubt know, is Bruce Baldwin and Christina Baldwin, our hostess. And this song is uh, on the first EP that she gave me that night, and from the EP entitled Bleed Like Us, which is just, just incredible. And this is a hard rocking song with a very powerful message and uh, very personal to a lot of people. It's about domestic abuse and violence and things like that and uh it's a little harrowing but it kicks ass at the same time oh and i should stop to mention that this one has lyrics by our little cupcake here our little cookie <laughs> christina herself wrote the lyrics to this one it is called last night
so we just had to cut, you know, about eight minutes of uh, of, <laughs> of laughter because, uh, well, something I said which will never see the air. However, just suffice it to say, if anybody heard it, they would be like. That guy needs some sensitivity training. <laughs> but uh, I, it, it's an illusion, of course. It was just a slip of the tongue. I mean, Christina knows how sensitive I am, don't you? Indeed. All right, Ascent. Find him at, you know, the uh, the Ascent page. Uh, Ascent. <laughs> you know, find him. On Facebook. They got, they got, come on, they got all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, where's your stuff? Ascent Rocks is Facebook and Instagram, and then Ascent.rocks is our website. Well, I see, I see her all the time, so it's like... I don't know that stuff like, off the top whatever. of Whatever. Yeah. All right. So, feature number six, one-hit warblers. For this feature, we discuss a one-hit wonder that either rocked our world or the music world. And this time, the artist or band is Delight. The song is Groove is in the Heart. Now, of course, again, I am completely and totally pandering to David on his birthday. Because mm-hmm. I know he loves this song. As, As if you don't. There you go. As yeah, do yeah. I. Band members Lady Miskir, Super DJ Dimitri, and Jungle DJ Toa Toa. They formed in 1986 in New York City and signed with Electro Records. Their album, World Click, debuted in 1990, and they disbanded in 1996. So tell me a little bit about what you think about this band and this song, and then I'll give you a little more info. Well, it's been years, uh, many years, decades, in fact, but I had World Click. I really loved the record enough to buy the whole album. And uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was a terrific group. And I know they were like, you know, they did a song called uh, I, I Had a Dream. I was falling through a hole in the ozone layer. And people were like, come on, you're a dance group. Don't get, don't get all, you know, political with us and everything. But it was cute. Oh, did I say cute? Sorry. <laughs> but I loved the album. And, uh, I mean, come on, we got Bootsy on that one. Oh. Bootsy, baby. And uh, it's just an irresistible song. And have you ever heard a slide whistle used that well in your entire life? No. Of course not. Uh, no. So the song deserved to be a smash, and uh, they didn't stay together too long, but, you know, we're all these years later, and we still remember, I mean, that's when you have really made a mark, so... True. I don't know if it's... Uh, it was exactly a trailblazing song, but it doesn't have to be. It, it doesn't was, have to be. We loved it. I mean, we love it still. So yes. uh, I had the album, don't remember it anymore, but i got to go back and listen to it. It's just like one of those things that after a lot of time goes by, you go back and you fall in love with again, like Missing Persons and The Tubes and, uh, in this case, uh, Delight. Uh, so tell us what you know, because well, you know more than I do. As you know, they were a fusion of house, techno, rap, ambient, and funk with just a little bit of drag queen. The song went to number one in the U.S. Hot Dance Club play chart and also hit number four on the Billboard Hot 100. It peaked at number one for one week in Australia in November 1990, while it reached number two in New Zealand. The backing track was built around many samples, primarily the main riff from Herbie Hancock's track, Bring Down the Birds, from the blow-up soundtrack and Vernon Birch's Get Up, which provided drum track and also formed the basis for the breakdown featuring a slide whistle. Parliament Funkadelic bassist, as you mentioned, Bootsy Collins, provided great vocals and the rap is provided by Q-Tip of A Tribe Called Quest. It rocked both of our worlds and it is certainly a one-hit warbler worth mentioning here and worth another listen. All right, so our next to last artist, or if you please, our penultimate artist. Yes, that's one of those words I had to look up. No, she's looking at me like, who says this shit? Not me. I read that someplace and it was like, 
Yeah, I know that kind of. I kind of know what that means. I'm going to look it up. It's such a pretentious word. It is a pretentious word. Next to last. I mean, just say next to last. Yes. The next to last artist on tonight's countdown has, without question, one of the most incredible evolution stories that I've heard in the indie music scene. She started out as a singer-guitar player in a band doing Pretenders covers. So we're talking about a rocker here. In taking vocal training later on, she discovered opera, developed a love for opera, and that wouldn't be all that incredible in itself, but to become a working and touring opera singer... In addition to that, she also became an award-winning actress and screenwriter award nominee and all sorts of things, and a model. She's gone on to blaze her own musical trail, completely different from the previous two. The sound has been described as art pop with suffusions of world beat opera and avant-garde, a quirky collage of eclectic beats, soaring vocals, haunting soundscapes, and captivating samples. And she plays almost all of it herself, with the exception of bass from Mr. Ray Schaefer. And talk about this. This is an artist who deserves your support, who has suffered more for her craft than anybody, because her promotion of her music has even led her to spend almost five hours on the telephone with me during two separate interviews. So here's a beautiful track, which will soar you into some sort of Celtic wonderland and green glades and flowing streams and heaven only knows what. uh, But it'll take you on a journey, and it is called Going Home.
I Going Home from Nymphia. And you can find her at nymphia.com, Nymphia on Facebook. And I strongly recommend this artist. Well, we promised her a little Halloween tonight. We've already had Demon Boy, and now we're going to have Judy Vampshire, eccentric singer, songwriter, television hostess, documentary host, cookery show host, video star. And dear Judy Blue Eyes is an old, old friend of mine from the Reverb Nation days before she focused on her original and unique genre of vamp rock, which is sort of this dark theatrical thing. She worked and performed with various bands and musicians doing rock, jazz, blues, Latin, musicals, pop. She has a five-octave range, and uh, and her one-of-a-kind vamp rock album, Beyond Imagination, is something you have to hear, although I must caution you to bring strong coffee because the subject matter is the typical boring, stodgy, stuffy British stuff, uh, vampirism, witchcraft, human sacrifice, and so forth. And this one is called Stars and the Moon Align.
by Judy Shire. Stars on the Moon Align. You can find her at judyvampshire.rocks. Links to all of her videos and music and everything she has going on. And it's a lot of fun. Do check her out because uh, she's just a blast. And, wow, we have actually used up all of our songs. So what comes after the songs? Well, it's typically... Another little bit of our show that you do, but I will be doing it on your behalf. And it is announcing the new Birds of a Feather theme. And we've already started to tease this out when it rains and rains. So remember, it's the same thing. David announced it last time, but we took a little break. So now we're back. Remember, this is songs about being in power, royalty, ruling, monarchies, etc., or songs about the rain. So we need those in very, very soon. You can follow us on Facebook at BOAF on Air and also on Instagram at BOAF on Air. And you can find out when we do future submissions. And if you have a song that meets any of those, please submit, tell your family, friends, pets, whomever it is that makes music in your household. And and beyond because we are always looking for the best and brightest of course in indie music and were we not above playing our own stuff i would have an entry to throw into the mix called a sort of hip-hop camelot which uh just details my reign over my own little magical kingdom <laughs> uh we're gonna spare you that though He's a man of renown. He's a man who gets down and on his head sits the well-deserved lyrical crown. It's the, You get the general idea. So, wow. Yeah. You know what I think we should do? Because what? it is your birthday, I think that we should post that on Birds of a Feather site so people can hear become acquainted with the artiste side of you. You know, and if nothing else, it'll show you this is how you do not write a song about kings and royalty. <laughs> okay. Aye, aye, aye. So anyway, incorrect. Great. And we're leaving it wide open here. Any song about royalty, monarchy, reigning, being in power, or water that falls from the sky, damn. I mean, how easy can we make it? We want submissions on this one. I've already, uh, I have a few people in mind who have, I know have done these types of songs about kings and queens. There's still plenty of room for you out there, folks, so send us your your songs. Yes, the homonym thing is always fun, isn't it? It is. All right, so that brings us to the part of the show where we talk about parting and that it is such sweet sorrow. I still do not want to leave you, but I have to until next time. But of course, I need to give you your assignment, and your assignment is Hell Yes or Oh Hell No Queen Edition. So where do you stand on Queen? Are you pro Freddy or are you anti Freddy? And sadly, in this case, you know exactly how David and I feel about this band, though we're not going to elaborate now. No, no, no. If you are a fan of the show, you know how we feel about Queen. Think about it, ponder it, maybe listen to some of their music, and then get back to us and let us know, are you in or out? Yeah, be brave. I mean, admit if you don't like them. And there there are people who still do, but it seems like before Freddie Mercury died, people were more like, you know, I don't like Queen, I don't like Queen. Oh, now it's like a sacred cow, they don't want to touch it. You know, if you don't like Queen, just say so. So now it is your turn to wrap things up. Uh, So I guess uh, it's time to wrap this puppy up in a neat little blanket uh, with some uh, closing remarks about the next Winging It, which airs November 7th. According to this uh, revised and updated sheet in my hand, which I, for which I take no responsibility, uh, <laughs> A New Birds of a Feather airs November 14th. Uh, and where can you hear the 
the, this show and these shows and all the Fusion Music Radio shows? Well, at Spotify, at Spreaker, at uh, Apple Podcasts, at CastBox, at Jumanji. What is it? Something like that. There's one of those. GeoSavant. Uh, GeoSavant. Oh, come, why not just go with Jumanji? At least people can remember I, it. Right, but and, you uh, can't and hear us there. <laughs> monkeys punching keyboards. And, you know, there's, there's going to be a, a platform there for us somehow. You know where to find us. So those are the main places. And uh, we appreciate your tuning in. And there's so many shows. Uh, other FMR shows. Oh, my goodness. They grow all the time. They do. There's Midnight Madness. There's Flowing Backwards. There's Butterflies and Hurricanes. There's Octane's Groove Box. There's... Uh, in details, the Tilly Riddle Show. There's the Hill Rant Radio Show. There's the Search Master Sessions. There's Shock and Awe. There's Birds of a Feather Wing. It. Um, Audrey's Mixtape Show. The Soup Kitchen. Uh, we've got so many shows. How do, we, just, how do we have so many shows? I don't it's know. Just, I'm going to have incredible. to start putting them on the format for It's you. unbelievable. Yes, yeah, so we're going to start writing them down. That's when you know it's getting That's a lot. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess that only leaves for you to say. Let's get the flock out of here. This has been Birds of a Feather on Fusion Music Radio.